Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is episode eight with Dr. Patricia Stokey. Welcome to Is Told by Nomads. I'm your host, Ty Roxon, and I'm a blogger, digital marketer, and multicultural individual who's lived on four different continents. Listen weekly as I profile people who identify with several cultures and share with you stories, tips, and interviews about how to embrace your global identity and use it to your advantage to live your best life. Let us begin. Dr. Stokey is an illustrious woman, and it was an honor for me to get to interview her. She's done a lot of research on developing the global mindset. So it was an honor for just me to hear her thoughts and her to share her research. In this interview, you're going to hear a lot about what she's come up with and some of her findings. I would encourage you to go to the website after this, tyroxon.com, and just check out some of the websites or some of the other resources that she's offered to TCKs. But with that being said, take a listen and enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Today, I have with me Dr. Patricia Stokey. She's a principal at Image and Personal Transformation. She's also a business instructor at several universities and colleges. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you so much, Teo, for having me today. I really appreciate it. It's exciting to talk to you. Ah, no, the pleasure is all mine. How about we start off with your third culture nomadic experience? Why don't you tell us your background and why you moved okay. around so much? My parents met in Hawaii. That's where I was born. They were both from the Midwest in the United States. So they met there and I was born in Hawaii. My father was in the Navy. He was a Navy pilot. And because of that, we moved several times. We moved then to California, and he was based at Moffett Field. Then we moved to the East Coast and lived um, in Pennsylvania for a few years. And then we moved back to California, to Sunnyvale. And then my dad retired from the Navy when I was 10. Hmm. And he got a job with Japan Airlines flying as a captain. And we moved to Yokohama, Japan. And we lived there for six years. And then he was transferred with Japan Airlines to Anchorage, Alaska. So we came back to the U.S., but we went back to a very different location. And I lived there for several years and then came back to California later and 
now I live near the beach in Santa Cruz County. But um, yeah, now I've lived here. I'm embarrassed to say I've lived here a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, you, you know, TCKs eventually settled down. So it's Hawaii, California, Japan, California, and something like that, right? Hawaii, California, Pennsylvania, California, Japan, and then Alaska. Wow. And okay. then back to California. And then for a little bit of time, I did go to Tacoma, Washington to college at Pacific Lutheran University. So I was there for a short time as well. So is it safe to say California is now home for you? Well, I guess you can say that since I've been here for so long, but I don't know that I claim any particular location. I mean, if somebody asks me where I'm from, I still say, well, that's kind of a story, (laughs) you know, do you want to hear? Because I'm not from California. Now that's where I live and I guess it's home, but I still have itchy feet and keep thinking I need to go someplace else. I hear you. No, I I can definitely understand that. Where's been your favorite place so far? I've been thinking about that and it's hard to say. I really loved living in Japan because there was you know, it was always something new and different and interesting when I was there. A lot of different people from a lot of different places because we lived kind of international life there. And then now I love living near the beach. So that's that's really good. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Now I'm going to transition here into some of the work you've done. I know you got a doctorate in cultural studies here, but Can you share some of your findings in your research about TCKs and the results? What I did was I was really interested in the international aspect of employment because I was focusing in my research on human resource development. And as I did that research, I came across the global leadership and global leadership development and the skills that were required. And then I came across the notion of global mindset, which a simple way of defining it is someone who is comfortable with being uncomfortable in uncomfortable situations. Wow. It's really having the ability to be comfortable across many different environments. And so with that, then I discovered third culture kids. So even though I'd lived that life experience, I never knew that there was such a name, you know, or that there was a category or Mm -hmm. whatever for my experience. I always felt a little bit different that I never quite fit anywhere. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it. But then when I looked, found out about third culture kids, and I was continuing my research trying to figure out what am I going to study. Specifically, I found another research article that looked at current TCKs as expats, and they did research on seven through 16 or 18, Lamb and Selmer was the individuals. And they found, yes, that they thought that they would be ideal expats. And that then led me to my idea of, well, let's look and see if adult third culture kids who've already lived the experience, have they actually continued with those skills and abilities that they learned? Because the skills and abilities of third culture kids really line up with what are required for global leaders and also line up with global mindset. So, 
I found the Global Mindset Inventory was um, developed at the Thunderbird School of Global Management. And I found about 260 TCKs who took the survey. And with that survey, there were a variety of outcomes. And then also, I interviewed about 13 TCKs from different places around the world. So, what I found Sorry, that's a long story to get to your question, but it <laughs> yeah. seems like the foundation is important to then seeing the rest of the research. I agree. Is that with the GMI, the Global Mindset Inventory, it measures these different aspects of the way of looking at the world. And what I found was that the overall Global Mindset Inventory score was really about the same okay. for um, their population. They had already given it to maybe 16,000 people, I think. This inventory includes a lot of questions about business. And I didn't pick my people based on business or my population based on business. So then I went in and I took out that particular aspect of global mindset. And what I found was that the GMI attributes, the global mindset attributes for passion for diversity as one of them was higher at a significant level than the normative population, the rest of the population who weren't necessarily TCKs. Interesting thing about that is that that is one of the hardest aspects of global mindset to develop. Hmm. So you can develop the global business background by going to school, by working a job and getting those experiences and that knowledge because it's knowledge-based, whereas the passion for diversity is more of a psychological factor. And you learn that more through, you know, life experience. And I thought that was significant. Not only did the research show that it was significant, I did a one-tailed and two-tailed Z tests for those who may be interested in the exact test that I mm -hmm. um, conducted. And it was significant at the 0.01 level. But for a TCK, this means that it's very possible that depending on the type of experience that you've had, you may have developed this passion for diversity that's important for having a global mindset and working with people who are different from yourself. And I should say, passion for diversity includes the elements of interest in living in another country enjoy getting to know people from other parts of the world, right. interest in exploring other parts of the world. Those were the elements of passion for diversity that are identified and were measured in the global mindset inventory. That is significant that you know, we've had this growing up experience and created this curiosity usually right. for many people and being comfortable with going to all these new places, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and um, it sounds weird, but... But it, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So that was one aspect of my research that really supported that there are special skills and abilities that someone can develop through their third culture kid experience. I also, in my interviews... Uh, asked each of the interviewees many questions, then the, their answers supported what I found in the global mindset inventory. And there were some other 
results as well. But, you know, I don't want to go on and on. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. So, you know, with TCK inherently having a global mindset, how do you think is the best way for them to translate that into the workplace? And, and do you see the workplace of the future trending towards more people with global mindsets or not? Yes. The research shows, and if you talk to leaders of organizations, you see that there's more and more demand for people who can interact on a global level and have those skills and abilities such as global mindset, or some people also refer to some of the aspects as intercultural intelligence mm. or cultural intelligence, just by the nature of work. I mean, you don't even have to leave your home country right. because especially I live close to Silicon Valley and there's people from all over the world that have come to work in these different high-tech companies. And then also a lot of the workers work with people in virtual teams who are from multiple countries. And it's created a whole new dynamic because in the past, expats used to just go from their home country to one other country at a time, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it wasn't so much that you had multiple countries to deal with all at the same time. And now, since you don't even have to move there, you, you can yeah. end up with you know, people from everywhere on a virtual team that you never see, or maybe you're not living overseas, but you're traveling a lot overseas. Right. It is something that is increasing in the workplace. And it means that there's new skills and abilities that are required of people. And those that TCKs have, they may have those skills. I mean, not every TCK becomes specifically globally minded. Right, it depends right. on their life experience mm -hmm. and also their personality and that sort of thing. For instance, in the people that I interviewed, it was really interesting. I had one person who, she's retired now, but she became an attorney and she worked with the State Department and did a lot of work in Europe and was working with extradition. That was an interesting career. She didn't do it purposefully, you know, thinking, oh, well, I was a TCK and now, you know, yeah. but it just it happened for her. I could see TCKs doing that kind of work, working in, you know, state departments. So for those that don't know what extradition is, could you just elaborate on that? Yeah, okay. So extradition is, for instance, if you're a U.S. citizen and hmm. you've done something illegal in the U.S., you go to another country and then they want the U.S. is, you know, looking for you and they find you in France, right. then the U.S. has to negotiate. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. With attorneys and the country over in that other country to get you out of that country and back to the U.S. so they can prosecute you. And one of the interesting ones more recently is that Amanda Knox. It was the opposite in that she was in Italy when she was accused of murder, but eventually she came back to the U.S. And now Italy's trying to extradite her back to Italy again because they have completely different legal system than we do. Yeah. yeah, so that could be an interesting way for somebody who was interested, for instance, in the law. And she talked about how because she could speak German and because she had lived over in Europe, that she had a much better rapport with the people um, that she worked with from these other countries in Europe than her co-workers did who had never been there before. You know, Patricia, that's a very good point. I, I recently had a conversation with a lovely lady by the name of Danielle Tudor, who's also TCK, and, and she does recruiting as one of her jobs. And she was saying some of the best jobs she sees suited for TCKs are either entrepreneurship, recruiting, because you, you have to have a survey of different types of environments and you can sort of work with that. And um, a nonprofit or anything to do with service. Uh, I was wondering if you had any other suggestions. I know extradition is that's an excellent one. Um, there's another teaching foreign language, for mm-hmm. instance. Right. Another TCK that I interviewed. That's what she did, and then she's also been involved with taking students to foreign countries. So that came out of her experience. I think because it's become so needed across the board that it's in many ways learning about what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses because of your TCK experience Mm -hmm. and understanding those and then being able to learn to talk about those in a way that the recruiters will get a feel for that yeah, you are a flexible person that right. you can deal with people who are different from you. There are certain careers that could be ideal. And then it's also about the flexibility and the ability to change because companies want people, organizations want people who are comfortable with change. And that's one of the hardest things in organizations often is, you know, getting people to change. And TCKs are more flexible in that way, usually. I'm not giving you specific careers, but just finding out, you know, what did you learn from your experience that you can, that's built to strengthen you? And then how can you develop that and capitalize on that for your career success? Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. I, I think if I'm able to sum up what you're saying is the ability to articulate your strengths and uh, to a recruiter based on your experiences. A lot of times, especially my experience, when I go for jobs, before I found out the term and sort of came to terms with my adaptability, I, I always struggled with the question, what are your strengths or what can you bring into this? I think you're right. It's your ability to work with different types of people, your ability to deal with change, your ability to keep going. I think that translates across many industries and a lot of employers and recruiters, like you say, are always looking for people that are not going to complain or not going to expect one thing to go one way. And if something is dropped on them, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it's good. Another one is teaching, of course, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of teaching opportunities, especially K through 12 and different or being a, an administrator in a K through 12 international school, for instance, I thought 
well, if I would have thought about that when I was back trying to figure out what I wanted to do, maybe then the thought of becoming an elementary school teacher wouldn't have been so bad because I knew I was going to go somewhere, you know, and do something <laughs> exciting. So right. I think the thing that's exciting also about being a TCK now is that there's so much information available and people can talk about their experience. And they have a way to talk about it, to articulate it, that we didn't have when I was growing up. Now, you can really find out what were the good things about my experience, what were the things that I had difficulty, understand myself better, and then, you know, really leverage those for your success. Exactly. No, that's good. So, speaking of success here, what are some resources the TCKs can use through your research and you've gone to conferences and things like that, what are different resources that people can use? Well, one resource that's really great is the Families in Global Transitions organization. It's F-I-G-T, and you can go to FIGT.org. There's support on a lot of different levels. So there you can find information to learn more about your experience and connect with, you know, if there are difficulties that have arisen because of your experience that will help you to understand those better and learn to deal with those better. And then there's um, people who are living the life right now. There's support in that respect. Mm -hmm. There's also a research network that you can tap into and they have an annual conference. And then depending on where you're located, you know, on the East Coast, I think they have a couple of smaller local chapters. So you don't have to wait for the annual conference. But that is an excellent resource. Then to find places to talk to people, I mean, you know, now there's just all these different websites. Um, well, there's more websites. There's TCKid. TCKid.com. And, yeah. And then they also have a group on LinkedIn. And I think they have one on Facebook as well. If you haven't done yet, the, a good thing to do is most schools overseas have websites or have Facebook pages and you can connect with people that you maybe thought you never would before. And books such as Third Culture Kids Living Among Worlds, mm -hmm. and that's by David Pollack and Ruth Van Raken. And there's some of the groundbreaking individuals in um, writing about the TCK experience. And that's in a, a book format that's pretty easy to read. And it's really interesting to just kind of see yourself all over the pages when you read it. <laughs> Have <laughs> no, you read I, it yet? No, I haven't. I, I've looked at some of some of her stuff, though. And I um, it's on my to-do list. Right now, I'm going through books and reading. So that's, I'm definitely going to go through it. But TCK Kid, uh, TCKid, I mean, dot com. Excellent resource and the LinkedIn group. That's how we met. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I, I think it's. I think you are completely. Right yeah, and that. face and there's different ones on Facebook. I mean, they have and then depending on the type of experience that you had, because then there's I think Missionary Kid Facebook page. Mm. Then there's the Overseas Brats, right? And that's usually military, mm -hmm. but not completely because. Sometimes, you know, like for me, I had a mixture of the military and the corporate. Um, and then there's oil kits. So you never know. But there are more and more books. And when you go to FIGT.org, they have a listing of a lot of books mm -hmm. there. All right. Before we 
go to some of the last questions here. I wanted people to know where they can find some of your work. Where have you published and where? what are some of the things you're working on now? I have my dissertation that I'm turning into a book right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure when that'll be available, but my dissertation is on ProQuest. Okay. So if somebody was interested in wanting to look it up, they could find it in ProQuest. That's one of the online academic research locations in the the show notes so the the audience could well you know go i'll find it i'll put it up there and i think that's great you know before we wrap up here i also think writing is a great outlet i have found that a lot of tck's i've met seem to have some sort of cathartic process where they're writing and it's like they're releasing all these things it could be blogging it could be writing books or it could just be conversing on social media and they're just sharing all these experiences Mm -hmm or recounting experiences and a lot of things start to make sense in their adult life. So I, you know, yeah. I, I think, I think that's one of the things that's great out there. All right. Okay. Up till just the last few years, most of the research that's been conducted and written about regarding TCKs has been about the challenges of the experience mm-hmm. with my research. And then there's some other people who are start doing research now and trying to kind of flip that from, well, there were all kinds of good things that came out of this experience. And how can we use those for personal and career success? Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast. Hopefully flex your, your muscles and show how you can use it to your global advantage. You know, use the global mindset to your advantage. Just as with anything, there are challenges and success, but, you know, turn it into a positive that I'm hoping to translate here, uh, you know, Mm because I think, like you said, there's a a whole array of resources now. And when I was growing up, I would have definitely loved to have something to listen to or read. And I think it's great that a lot Uh of people in the TCK community are working on that now. And Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's just invaluable. The other thing people can do is go to YouTube and just put in TCKs or Global Nomads and the different video clips that come up mm. are really interesting. Um, I've enjoyed doing that. And there's TCKs from around the world who put up their own little videos about their life experience and what it means to be a TCK. Yeah. And then also research people who have research that they've put. So okay. awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm starting to do this now with my interviews. Just some fun, rapid-fire questions just to get a little bit okay. about you. What is your favorite country so far to visit and to live in? I recently got to go to Italy, and I lived there for – it was only a month, but I really liked it. Italia! No, that, that's a good country. I went, I went to Rome, and I absolutely loved it, but I haven't gone to the other cities. Uh, what, what part of Italy did you go to? I was in southern Italy. I actually was in Naples and Napoli. Oh. And um, a lot of people don't go there because they think it's dirty and it's, you know, there's the mafia, the mafia and it's real dangerous. But it's really an exciting place and there's it's a great place to go to okay. all these other areas. So that's the visit? That's the favorite country to visit so far right now or recently? So, yeah, and it was kind of a, you know, I was there almost a month and I lived in an apartment and oh. went to, I mean, it wasn't a tourist thing. I was going, I was taking Italian and we were, um, I had to go to the grocery store and all that. Okay. Country with the best food. I know you lived in Japan a little bit and, you know. I think it depends on the kind of food, but of course, Japanese food is best place to get sushi is in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) And um, um, I love soba noodles. Okay. They're really good. But um, then from visiting, I'd say um, my recent travels were 
Greece and Southern Italy and the food is the vegetables and fruits are fabulous. Greece is amazing. Buffalo <laughs> cheese is yeah. just wonderful. Oh, my no, Greece is amazing. The Mediterranean food, period. I went to Athens and Santorini and Mykonos. It was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what, what is in my mouth here? <laughs> this was, <Yeah. laughs> I was like, this, this can't be happening right here. But it, it, no, I, I agree. All right. Uh, this is the last question before we sign up. Where, where were the friendliest people uh, when you grew up? The friendliest, which culture had the friendliest people? Well, Japanese were very friendly. Japanese? They like to learn to speak English. So mm. that's the hard part is learning Japanese. It goes both ways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. They were very great right. hosts. Dr. Stokey, this has been a pleasure. I, I, I think your insight on global mindset was, uh, was very enlightening. And I'm glad that you, you're doing research in ways that we can turn our TCK Ness. I coined that term nah, into positive, yeah. into positivity. I, I'm glad that, that that's happening. And uh, I, I think a lot of the viewers out there or listeners rather would benefit from it. So thank you very much. Thank you for the chance to talk to everyone. And I just encourage people to learn about themselves and their experience because it really made a big difference for me. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to us told by nomads. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher and subscribe. Also, be sure to head over to my website, tyroxin.com, to subscribe for more updates and tips on how to navigate the world and check out some of the other things I'm doing. Till next time, remember, home is not necessarily a physical place. It is wherever you most feel comfortable. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.